Technology has gifted us with endless information, but cursed us with misinformation. Welcome back to the We Are Z podcast. As always, I'm Paul Lohman. And I'm Jimmy Shi. Today, we want to talk about how we as Gen Zers get our news. So, you know, I think nowadays that we have access to all kinds of information. You know, we have TVs in every single room. We have a podcast, and hopefully We Are Z is your number one podcast. And <laughs> we have, uh, you know, internet, and we get all kinds of information. But really, since we have so many choices, right? Like nowadays, Gen Zers obviously get their information in a very, very different way than other generations. For example, we have stuff like social media, like uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and all of these have started moving in a direction towards news. And you can follow different profiles that also go and report different things on the news. While it may not be completely accurate, it still reports on this and people start following it. Yeah, I mean, they're just like, um, you know, when I go on Instagram and I have a lot of meme accounts that I follow and they would have those spinoff memes of whatever is happening in the news. And then there's stuff we talked about, like in the first episode with Snapchat on how they have these different news profiles, stuff like Now This, which shows different things that are happening uh, on a weekly basis and kind of give a brief overview. And while some of it's news and some of it's photos of cute animals, um, it always is a source of information for different Gen Zers. Yeah, so, um, you know, like, there are also those funny news sources, like um, The Daily Show. I <laughs> with mean, Trevor like, yeah, Noah. Right, with Trevor Noah. Like, those those are all, I think, great, um, great news resources for uh, really a more, you know, humorous interpretation. And because there are so many different news sources and there's so much uh, access to information, we wanted to see what other Gen Zers, just like us, how they get their information. So we decided to surprise them with a call. Hello? Matthew, you're on the podcast. <gasps> oh my God, it's an honor. <laughs> on the podcast? Sorry, I got excited. Oh, you're, that's good. We want that excitement. <laughs> okay. Hello? Hey, Garrett. I'm here with Jimmy. You're on the podcast, Garrett. No way, really? Yeah. Yep. I'm on a podcast? Yes. <gasps> oh <right>. my god. <laughs> hey, what's up, Clark? You're on the podcast. Really? Isn't that exciting? It is exciting. What's up, Paul? Hey, Robbie. You're on the podcast. Hey. Again. Hi. So after telling them what today's topic is, we decided to ask them the first question. Where is the first place you hear your news? Um, my TV. Um, probably social media, Instagram. Like, I don't know, I'll just be scrolling and some, like, meme account or celebrity will like, post something and I'll see it. Um, well, like, I guess, like, I have the news app and it gets me alert and then I also have, like, the New York Times briefing thing. Like mm -hmm. those, I don't know. I get news alerts on my phone, so that's where I hear things, I guess. Well, typically the first place I hear news is probably either Instagram or like the Apple News app because that's when it first notifies me. All right. Uh, second question. What news source do you think is the most reliable? Fox News. So when I, uh, my family and I 
there. Like my family thinks they're like reliable and thinks they're the best. So. Honestly, I have no idea. But uh, my grandma watches Fox News. Oh, um, I don't know. I'm described to the New York Times, so I'd say that, or like, I guess the Washington Post, or like one of those two options. I don't really know. These days, it's kind of hard to tell which one's reliable. I'm not really sure anymore because a lot of them have bias, so I'm not really sure. The most reliable? Aren't they all biased? I don't really know if any of them are, like, reliable because, like, isn't, like, Fox News is, like, Republican and then, like, CNN is Democratic and you can never, like, really trust everything that they're saying, right? Last question. What is your least favorite news source and why? My least favorite news source is probably, I would say, I would say the Apple News because when they put stuff on their app from different um, news sources, like, they're a news source from news sources, they sometimes cut things out and kind of limit it to what it is until you go to the normal article. So the way they title it and stuff is really misleading a lot. My least favorite news source. Does the morning show count as a news source? I mean, yeah. Or like the Today Show? Yeah. They talk about stupid stuff. I don't like them. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, Can you explain They, like, that? don't talk really about, like, important stuff. They talk about, like, hi, this is Jennifer, and she's here to teach us how to make yogurt. Like, no one really cares. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, I mean, or they're like, here, let's learn how to make slime. Like, people are dying, and you're teaching the world how to make slime. <laughs> That's anyway. interesting. I never really thought about that one. <laughs> kind of stupid. Okay. I don't know. I don't really hate any news sources because I don't know what to listen to. So I usually just look something up and see what the vast majority agrees with. Fox News. Fox News. <laughs> Fox News, just because it's political and not really the political party that I like to hear my news from personally. Um, and my stepdad watches it and I'm just not a fan of Fox News. So, And it's also biased. I'm going to have to go with BuzzFeed. Is, is, does BuzzFeed count as a news source? Yeah. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're terrible. Um, <laughs> How so? How so? Well, it's very biased towards millennials. So they'll, I mean, I don't, they like, there's some stuff that they've said in the past that, I, that don't float well with me. Interesting. Right. So as Gen Zers, we must defend our Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. And they like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think the biggest takeaway from all of their responses is that we're all very different in how we get our news sources and what we think is reliable and trustworthy. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, when we get where we get our first-hand information, I think the big difference between Gen Z and other generation is we really look at our phones a lot, you know. And I have an Apple Watch, and um, I'm subscribed to AP News, Associate Press. That's my personally favorite news because um, it's 100% facts and not a whole lot of opinion. So whenever they have a top story like coronavirus or you know the Dow Jones uh, jumped. Or, or dropped 7% and things like that. I would get a notification on my watch. And I think that's the way for me to stay in the news cycle. But obviously, you know, not everyone does this the same way. People watch TV. And um, the only thing is not a whole lot of people read, like, paper news anymore. Yeah, I think it's just a lot harder nowadays because I feel like in terms of newspapers, the industry has kind of gone down and everyone's converting to online news. 
And because there's such a wide appeal and it's such an easy access that they didn't really have 30, 40 years ago, which is why newspapers were so popular. But nowadays, I think with the internet and all that stuff, it's much easier for Gen Zers, for millennials, for even boomers to get their news from the internet instead of going out and buying a paper. Yeah, and um, I think when we talk about like what news resource we think is reliable, I think that really shows how uh, all Gen Zers are on a very, very wide spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people all the way, um, you know, we have people believe in different aspects of different news resources. So I think that really shows how, I think um, that sh- that's actually very surprising to me that we're much more diverse than I really expected on, uh, you know, what we think is most reliable and how do we guarantee that our news resources are fact-checked. Yeah, for example, one thing that wasn't even mentioned that I listen to a lot is... Um, Vox, they do this um, YouTube channel that goes over different things relating to the news or to history, and they do a huge expansion on what it is, and they explain everything for you. And that's what I really appreciate about Vox is like it really helps me understand something that I had known nothing about. So that's a new source that I typically come from. What is something that you typically listen to? Yeah, like I said earlier, I mean, I really um, read a lot of AP news. I mean, but it does require a lot of interpretation because they just provide you with straight facts. Um, I do enjoy doing this. Um, <laughs> my A push people, DBQ, that's what it is. Um, and I do like Vox News. And that's really, I think, a very millennial-based mm-hmm. news agency, too. Um, um, they do a very good job at illustration and explaining stuff like that. I think the biggest problem with our generation in the news is... We're a generation, which we've talked about before, we're a generation that's focused on like instant gratification. We want to see something uh, and get gratification for it instantly. We don't really do a lot of research into the things that we're seeing. So, for example, like sometimes I'll even go on to Snapchat and open up the, one of the news sources and just see something and then completely believe it. But then three days later, it'll turn out to be completely false. For example, uh, the other day, I think, Jimmy, you saw this too. There was something about like Post Malone and it was a video of him on stage and he was like on the ground or something. And then it was totally exaggerated that he was like hurt and that he had fallen during the concert. And then two days later, I find out that that was just a video and he was just performing or something like that. But it just shows how exaggerated something can be on a news source by just showing you a small clip of something and not actually explaining and going in depth to what that is. Yeah, and the funny thing is I actually saw this um, literally like two hours ago, and I'm going to have to find it. It's pretty much saying how – oh, here it is. So it's a screenshot from uh, Yuri Nemirovsky, and it says, Russia, Vladimir Putin has dropped 800 tigers and lions all over the country to push people to stay home. And it's like a, <laughs> it's, it's like a screenshot of a, a messenger um, – of a messenger app and like i literally believed that the second i looked it up and i want to see if this is true like i think nowadays it's just like there's so many things out there that are so interesting that you want to believe that it's true like i want to believe that this is true but most of the time it's false right so the other type of uh truthful information versus not true information is when it comes to there's a difference in the interpretation of the same news so there's this idea of, of confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is the tendency to search for, interpret 
favor and recall information in a way that confirms or strengthens your prior personal beliefs or hypothesis. So basically, to summarize it, it's basically if you have a belief or an idea, you will start reading information in a way that favors that idea that you have. So say, for example, I believe that the earth is flat. I will start taking information online that pertains to that subject and start reading it in a way that makes me somehow believe that the earth is flat. Right. So, I mean, that's very uh, obvious in daily lives. You will see Democrats watching CNN and Republicans watching Fox News. And that's just because that we have the tendency to learn the information that agrees with us. So, but in real life, this can be sometimes be dangerous because a simple matter can be interpreted very differently. And if you're unwilling to change your mind and you just want to reinforce your belief, that could be problematic. So what's the difference between how you get your information in China and how you get your information here? And um, that, that's a very good question. Like I'm sure um, people, a lot of people have read the book 1984 and there's this idea of thought control. And that's very true in China. So that means I don't really have a variety of choices when it comes to information. And people are trained to believe whatever is being told by the state media. And because that's how the media is being censored there, right? It's being like right. controlled and cycled so you can only see certain things. Correct. Everything is state controlled, especially medias in China. And, um, you know, we grew up to be taught that whatever the media says are true. So fake news is not really a thing in China. And I think when I came over here in freshman year, um, I remember in my uh, history class, I was reading, a, I was writing an essay, right? And then we talked about bias and we talked about, you know, whether a source is reliable. And that is brand new to me. That's a very, very new idea that I've never been exposed of. And I think being able to pick information on, you know, what is correct and what is not, that ability is very important in a society where you, we have access to all sorts of information. One thing that's really beneficial about being a Gen Zer and living in this age of technology is that it expands your viewpoints on a lot of things. I feel like if I was living 30, 40 years ago, I wouldn't really know the things I really know right now. Like I wouldn't know world news as in-depth as I currently know about like France or the UK. And I think it has allowed a lot of people to really broaden their horizons when it comes in terms of information. Because now, since we have all this access to information, we have multiple sources that we can pick and choose from. And it kind of like calls each other out if something is false. So which is really nice with having a lot of information, it kind of negates the stuff that is truly false. So one thing that I found interesting was that uh, most of us share similar views with our parents or our friends. And, but, you know, of course, that's not in every single household. But most of the time, that family members align in a similar view and they interpret something very similarly. And in society, this is similar when we are usually, we put ourselves into a cohort of people that we share the similar belief. And when those people get together, they start having certain aspects of things that they believe in a way rather than having individual thought. And in my opinion, you know, when I first um, in freshman year, I thought this is interesting is that how, you know, there's so many ways that a thing can be interpreted. And I think the ability for us to um, 
just have our individual thoughts and not to be afraid to disagree with others, with our close friends, with our parents is very, very important. And there was an essay we read in English before, you know, school got shut down because of Corona. But um, there was an essay we read by Mark Twain called Corn Pone Opinions. I think that's how you say it. But basically what he was talking about was how in society, it is our nature to conform to other people's ideas. And I think that's really relevant today, especially since we are a generation that is so interconnected and depends on other people's beliefs. I think with news sources like this that are on our social media pages, they do have a large influence on us and our opinions, but also our friends. And once it kind of latches onto our friend groups, it can heavily influence us once again, because if they have that same belief, it gets reinforced in the community and just gets stronger. So I think the main thing to watch out with the news source is to make sure that like Jimmy said, you are being independent and you aren't just counting on other people's thoughts, but you're believing for yourself. Right. And most importantly is we can't be afraid to believe in different ideas because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, as we pointed out in the interview that we're all very different and it's OK for us to be different. We, we That's who we are. So so I really believe that. You know, if we have a contradicting opinions, we should not be afraid to communicate that with the other side. And even that other side means person, the person, people who we deeply care about or people that we deeply rely on. Providing them with a different aspect and different faucet is especially important in this society right now. And it doesn't matter if you listen to Fox News, CNN, or ABC. What matters is that you are believing in your own opinion and that you aren't going to shoot down another person's opinion just because it conflicts with yours. I think the most important thing is to understand someone else's belief and not just go against it because it goes against yours. So one thing, so about a week ago, I was um, on YouTube and a channel was recommended to me called The Onion News. And the title is, Republican senators trying to block Democrats' bill with slow motion. And I watched the whole thing. It's literally four minutes of, um, you know, senators walking slow pace and talking in slow pace and has like 1.7 million views. And I was like, oh my goodness. I didn't think, you know, <laughs> what in the world? And I mean, and then I dig deeper. I'm like, okay, let's, what is this? I look into the comment section and I mean, I'm not, I was not the only one that actually believed this prank is real. So, I mean, there's just so many things out there that just completely, you know, out of mind. But, I mean, I'm so used to believe. I'm so used to believing information that I just automatically thought it was true. And for those of you who don't know, The Onion is a news source that's kind of like a comedy news source. It makes up things and makes up these stories that are almost slightly believable, but are mostly for a joking purpose. Yeah, it's quite ve- believable. <laughs> it's very satirical. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff that exists like that out there today. Like Jimmy said earlier, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, uh, The Late Late Show with James Gordon, all of these shows that aren't particularly on focusing on the news, but they have these news aspects where they go over the week and they talk about oh, Trump did this, or Nancy Pelosi said this. And it's all of these things that are, again, satirical, but still provide different aspects of the news. And I think that's what 
our generation really likes is like this funny commentary over these political issues that are important, but overall is something that doesn't directly concern us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love those shows. Like, you know, um, I think the big thing about, you know, news is everyone talks about how news are just discombobulating and it just hurts to watch. But having those funny and satirical shows out there just kind of lighten the mood a little bit. And I think my peers, especially, you know, other fellow Gen Zers, we love those shows that just make you know, boring fun thing. at like right, you know, right. different political make, things. Make boring things funny. And I think that's important, you know, when we have those um, big things like coronavirus and how do we how do we add some positive layers to this very serious subject? And while late shows are probably more targeted for more adult audiences, though a lot of Gen Zers do watch them nowadays oh, on absolutely. like YouTube. Yeah. I think our biggest thing that's more satirical nowadays is the meme community and just like yeah, these yeah. funny images or funny captions that relate to something that's going on around the world or something that doesn't even pertain at all. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, a couple months ago, I think in January, there were all these World War Three memes because oh, yeah, of yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. something. Uh, what was it? it was the um, yeah, the Iran airstrike. Yeah. Uh, so like. The meme community exploded over the airstrike and was making jokes that like, oh, we're going to World War Three. Everybody get ready to be drafted and stuff like that. And that's just another way that we get our information is from these meme sources, from Reddit, from Tumblr, from all of these different outlets that look at something, make fun of it, and then spread it all over the place. So... I think that format is very successful for these influencers. It can also be very dangerous. um, But of course, with anything with bias and with information, there is always misinformation. And it's always just to be careful of that and make sure that you aren't being misinformed and then building beliefs off of that misinformation because that can start you on a downward spiral. Yeah, I think the uh, my favorite quote ever from Trevor Noah, or it's from the Comedy Central actually, is... Don't be a sheep. Think for yourselves. The ability for us to select and pick different information and media outlets allows us to understand different faucets of an issue. And hopefully, as Gen Zers, we'll all have that ability. As always, we want to thank everyone for their support for the podcast. We are always looking to improve. So leave us a comment if you're on Apple Podcasts or fill out our form on our website at wrzpod.com to let us know of any suggestions you have. You can also contact us through our email, which is connect at wrzpod.com. Thanks for listening.